Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm too lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. All right, if you will. Get your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to turn to and look at verses 23 through 29. And here's what I want to ask you to do. This devotion is going to be very short, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um, And in the midst of this, we're going to touch on, in one of the points, the fruit of the Spirit. We're not going to do a super dive into it, um, super deep dive, I should say. And what I want to ask you to do at the end of this devotional is to go to Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26, and read those passages. All right, now if you're a family, dad, or mom, if you could lead your family in some discussion in, in that passage, it talks about the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. And, you know, if you want to have some discussion on that, obviously in the hour that we live in, the, 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 the uh, works of the flesh are the things that are promoted, the things that are um, praised even right now are the, 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 the dangers that are listed in Galatians um, chapter 5. Uh, so I want to encourage you, go talk a little bit about the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit and how we can ensure that those fruits of the Spirit are active and on display in our lives. All right, so Matthew chapter 7, and uh, I want to talk to us for just a few minutes this morning on the tests that reveal righteousness. All right, the tests that reveal righteousness. So Matthew chapter 7, verse number 13, and verse number 14. All right, so... Here's what it says, enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat, because straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. All right, so in this portion, in in total, we're going to look from verse 13 through verse 29 of Matthew 7, but just beginning in verse 13 and 14, This is the first test that reveals righteousness. And um, first of all, we need to know that true righteousness is not our righteousness, but it is the righteousness of God that is unto us, the Bible says, that believe. So it's God's righteousness that is imputed unto us. And Brother Roberts, uh, as we're all praying for Brother Roberts, but one of probably one of my favorite topics that Brother Roberts will teach on from time to time is that process of God imputing righteousness unto us. And so if you've ever been in his Sunday school class, you, you've heard him talk a lot about that. But it's, it's simply God's righteousness being applied to our lives, all right? But that doesn't leave us without responsibility, all right? And so we're, that's what we're going to talk about today. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6 talks and tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags, all right? So, you know... Um, if it were just our works, you know, and, and us putting righteousness on a ledger of good versus bad, we would fail every time. It's not that. It's his righteousness. All right. 
but again, there is responsibility that as we partner and that as we obey and, and we become partakers in the righteousness of Christ. Romans 13 verse 19 goes on and talks a little bit more about this and says, now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the word may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Verse 22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all that believe. All right. So it's our right, God's righteousness by our faith in Jesus Christ. And it's unto all and upon all them that believe. So the question is, do we really believe? And if we do really believe, there's going to be works that follow. If our works are without belief, that's self-righteousness. But if our works are produced because of our belief, that is his righteousness unto us. All right. So the first test that we read that's going to reveal that the, the, um, the fruit, if you would, or reveal uh, our righteousness is the test of self-denial. So we read in verses 13 and 14, and it reveals two ways. The first is a wide gate and a broad way. So Broadway is, is bad. I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry, that was my attempt to virtually um, share a joke, a pun. Wide is the gate and broad is the way, and that broad way leads to destruction. That, and then it says, but the second choice is a straight gate. And if we truly believe, we're going to choose the straight gate. If we truly have righteousness that's been imputed unto us through our faith, we're going to choose the straight gate and the narrow way, which leads to life. All right. So, so the, the difference between the broad way and the narrow way, the broad way and the, 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 the broad gate or the wide gate and the broad way simply is a, an illustration of no restrictions and no limitations. Right. It's simply us doing whatever we want to do. It's living without uh, restrictions and blurred boundaries in our lives. So, and, and the Bible tells us that that ends in destruction. All right. So the straight gate and the narrow way are a life of self-denial. So we, the second choice we have is the straight gate and the narrow way. And that is a life of self-denial. And if I truly have faith and I truly his and righteousness has been imputed unto me, and I'm living by faith, then I'm going to choose that narrow gate and that narrow way through self-denial. The words of Jesus to the first believers, as he introduced to them the kingdom, declared that anyone that would follow him would have to deny himself. So the first test of righteousness, Jesus said at the beginning, if you're going to follow me, here's going to be the first test. You're going to have to deny yourself. And so this first test is denial. Now, denial is not that river in Egypt. It's a pathway in this life that I'm not going to pursue everything that I want. I'm not going to indulge in every desire that I have. Okay, if we live in a life that, well, 
You know, our world says if it feels good, do it. If it makes you happy. Right? But rather, if here's my question for my decision making. One, is it pleasing unto the Lord? Is it in alignment with his word? And secondly, is it fruitful? Is it, is it going to bring about spiritual fruit in my life? If this, if I take participate in this action, this activity, and, and, the, and if I continue in that, what's the end of it going to be? Is it going to produce life or is it going to produce death? All right, so again, that my litmus is not, does this feel good? But my litmus is, is it pleasing unto the Lord? That's the narrow way. The second test that reveals righteousness is the test of spiritual fruit. And Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 17, I'm sorry, 15 through 23, speak of this fruit. All right. So, again, first we have two ways that we can choose from. The second one, now we're going to have two fruit that we can choose, either the fruit of the flesh or the fruit of the spirit. All right. And that passage there, as you can read along with me or read there for yourself, as I kind of expound on it a little bit, verses 15 through 23, talks about people that appear to be spiritual. They appear, right? They, they appear to be prophets. They appear to be holy. All right. They, they appear to be people that do great works. But the truth is that they're not. All right. And, 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 and Jesus is speaking in this passage and he's saying, look, the way that you can know whether they're really spiritual or not, whether there's true righteousness or not, is not do they prophesy and do they cast out devils? Sure, that's good, but by their fruit. All right. So this passage, this, this portion of the scripture is speaking of those that are false professors of faith in Christ. Their inward nature has not changed. They merely wear the outward guise or costume, if you would, of, of a sheep. They look like a sheep. And a sheep by the sheep, we're talking the biblical reference of the sheep that hear his voice, that are followers of the good shepherd. All right. They call Christ Lord and even do religious deeds, but they have not been saved. So how do we know this? How do we detect? And obviously, this is not for us to walk around trying to you know, look at others and find out if they are, although the Bible does say that, you know, we need to, um, you know, we do need to, to look at the fruit of those that we're following. All right. And, and so verse 16 says this, you will know them by their fruit. And, and I could say this, I will know myself. Am I really living in righteousness by the fruit I'm producing? And there's five spiritual fruits that we can look at as indicators of our righteousness. First one is the fruit of the spirit. And this is again, where I've asked you once we're concluded here to pick up from here and go through the, and with your families in Galatians five and talk about the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. All right. So the fruit of the spirit is the first way. And we, again, we know those fruit of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, gentleness, right? Those, those are going to be evident in our life if we are truly, uh, if there truly is righteousness, right? Now we can, again, we can, I've seen people prophesy and, you know, preach great sermons and then go out and they, they don't have the fruit of the spirit at work in their lives. They're not kind. They're not patient. 
Okay, now I've I've been there myself, where you know I'm I'm not as patient as I need to be. So this this isn't again a it's a process, yes, but I want faith to have its complete work in my life. Okay, so the first is the fruit of the spirit. The second is the fruit of the lips. Hebrews thirteen and fifteen says, "By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually." So praise unto God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Are we giving credit to God for everything in our lives? Are we thanking him in all things? All right. Again, this is fruit that is identifying, that is revealing our righteousness. All right. Thirdly is holy living. All right. Again, holy living, if we're just adhering to a, a standard of dress, that's not based upon salvation, that I do the things that I do, I draw the boundaries that I do because of my faith in Jesus Christ. If we're not doing that, it's just a, a dress code that we're adhering to, and it has, it has no spiritual power to it. But when it's when I'm doing these things because they're pleasing unto the Lord, all right, that, that's fruit. That's, whole, that's, that's fruit that, re, that reveals righteousness. Next are good works. The fourth fruit are good works. Again, my good works that are not based upon his righteousness are nothing wrong with good works. It's better than bad works, but it's, there's, no, there's no saving power in them. There's no redemptive power in them. Okay? But when I am, when my good works are based upon his righteousness, that, that's a revealer of the righteousness of God. And then the, the final fruit are lost souls that are one to Christ. The final fruit is um, that, and, and Paul spoke, I, I don't have the passage in front of me, but in one place Paul spoke and said that he had fruit among the Gentiles. He was talking about he's won some souls among the Gentiles. And so each of these five fruits need to be evident in our lives. I think we said, well, you know, that's Bishop Satan. He's the Bible study teacher. He's the soul winner. No, if we are righteous, we're going to be soul winners. We're going to be reaching the lost. You cannot truly, righteousness is the imputing of the heart of God to humanity. All right. And, and we can't really say we've got the heart of God if we're not moved to reach lost souls. So we need to, we need to be bearing that fruit in our lives. Okay, every one of you right now could do a Zoom call with, you know, it's, I think it's easier now than it's ever been. You know, you could, you could invite four or five friends to do an end-time study. Take notes when you go through the end-time class and then share the information that you people want to know what's going on in our world right now. And you could start an end-time Bible study and have 20 or 30 people show up, and who knows the fruit that will come out of that. Well, again, that's fruit that reveals righteousness. All right. And the third and final test from this passage that reveals righteousness is the test of stability and stayability. All right. Stability and stayability. So, again, in each of these, we have one or the other. We have the broad way or the narrow way. Right. The straight gate or the wide gate. We have the fruit of the spirit or the works of the flesh. And now in this one, we are given a metaphor of two men who build houses. And the first man builds his house upon a rock. The second man builds his house upon the sand. 
So again, we have a choice here. And righteousness is revealed in our choices. All right, I know we live in a world today, man. It's a, a Christian, spiritual world, religious world. I'll say it that way. That the devil has made its way into the church through a very deceptive guise that says your choices don't matter. That grace erases the value of decision making. It doesn't matter what choices you make because you live under grace. That's false. That is so unbiblical. And yet, because it sounds good, it sounds right, we erase the responsibility of decision making under the guise of grace. All right, that, that's not why grace is there. Grace is grace is is, is there so that when we we are striving to do the best and we come to the end of ourselves. We have the grace of God. Okay, it's not the erasing of responsibility for decision making. All right, and 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 here in this third uh, instance or the third test is the test of stability and stability. What we build upon. All right, the tests reveal our true foundation. All right, the the two builders here represent two men in this life. They both use the same material, the same plans. And just looking at the houses, you can't tell the difference. But the storm comes. And the, 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 the time of testing comes and the house that's not built upon the right foundation crumbles. And wow, have we seen that in 2020 and 2021. Well, what's going on? Why is all, well, some of it, is a test. It's a storm that's come, and we're finding what our what is my real foundation. All right, if our righteousness is built upon the church that we attend, or position we have in the church, the denomination we're aligned with, the storms are going to reveal it. My faith is called to be in Jesus Christ and Him alone. That's the foundation. Does that mean that the church and the, the way that I serve in the church and my calling are not important. No, they are, but they're not my foundation. Our foundation has to be in Jesus Christ. And if our foundation is in Jesus Christ, the storm won't shake it. I don't care if it's, I don't care what the storm is. It's if it's COVID again, my call to be faithful to the, the house of God is built upon the foundation of my relationship with Jesus Christ, because I trust his word that says that we can't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But if, if it's just that, if forsaking of ourselves together is my foundation, that will crumble because I'll say, well, you know, there's a pandemic and there's this and there's that. And obviously, no, my foundation is Jesus Christ. It's him I trust in. And because those are his words, I'm, I'm going to continue forward. Okay, so the, the, the storm reveals the foundation. It reveals our stability. And when you build on the right foundation, the house stands. The house remains strong. The house remains solid. The house remains firm. So short devotional, as I told you this morning, but I want to ask you to continue from here. And, and I know this is not our normal Sunday experience. I know that. And, and I, there's no comparison to me of which one, if you ask me, which one do you like better? Well, I'm, when this devotional ends, I'll tell you which one I like better. I'm getting ready to go to church. And I'm going to preach here in Bowling Green because I don't. And again, I know you all would if you had the option today. And I, I hope I'm making the right decisions right now. Uh, and that some of you aren't 
settling into a place of ease, but we're, we're going to get right back at it next Sunday. Um, but I'm asking you all to go from here and, and do a Bible study with your family and sing a song or two with your family. All right. Yes, this is temporary next Sunday, Lord willing, everything this, you know, the, the, those that are mending will be completely mended. And those that are uh, quarantining will have sufficed their quarantine and we'll be back together next Sunday, Lord willing, and we're going to have church. But for now, it's an opportunity for, for the, 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 the really building block of the church, which is the family to be strengthened. So maybe if you're a single and you don't have family, maybe you can zoom with somebody else in the church. And I know we didn't organize this better. I wish I had of now that I'm doing it in the moment, but connect with somebody else and pray with them and, 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 and study that passage of scripture together. All right. Study um, Galatians five verse 16 through 26 together. And talk about the fruit of the spirit versus the works of the flesh and pray together. But I'm going to conclude our devotional right now with a time of prayer. Uh, and so I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me. Uh, Lord Jesus, I pray for Living Hope Church. I know that this season that we are in, we are in the storm. We are in the test. The trial is upon us and we're in the midst of it. And uh, Lord, I believe it's going to reveal good things. I believe it's going to reveal that the members of Living Hope have been building upon the right foundation. And we're not going to be shaken by this. Yes, it's inconvenient, uh, but it's not going to destroy us. We're going to make it through this, and we're going to be stronger. We're going to be better. Our families are going to be stronger. I, I do pray for those that are sick. I pray for those that are sick among us. I pray. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus.